hump day, my friends. Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. And we are coming up on one of my favorite days of the year, the NBA trade deadline day. And we're going to have our full NBA trade deadline special. Uh, we're going to get into uh, things that we think are going to happen. We also have some mock trades that we have put together here at Prime Sports World. So I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, but we have an action-packed show uh, as there was breaking news all over the National Basketball Association over the last 24 hours. Uh, we're going to talk about all of it, and then we're going to talk about the NBA trade deadline. I'm, of course, your host, David on Point Huffman. Right there is the CEO of Prime Sports World, Mr. Israel Rivera. Welcome into the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I've also shared the link to the plethora of streaming services that we have. If you do miss us live, you can watch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. But the easiest way to catch us here at Prime Sports World is to catch us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and also on Twitch. Um, so thank you very much for checking us out. Man, Izzy, man, the NBA does not stop with the news, does it? <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, you got, I mean, the black... We're, we're going to talk about that trade, too. We're going to talk about that trade, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. We're talking about it. Let's just get right into it, because we don't have any time to waste here on the possible... Uh, LeBron James makes history. Uh, last night, uh, he surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, scoring record to become the all-time leading scorer in league history. It's a record that stood the test of time for 39 years. LeBron sent a 21-foot turnaround in order to get the record. Uh, on that screen there, you see the stats back-to-back. Like -back. Uh, LeBron James did it in about 100 or so games less played. Um, but, yeah, he played less minutes. He put, shot less field goal attempts. Uh, he also, But he had a lower field goal percentage. Thoughts on LeBron breaking this record and what it means for his legacy? Um. Well, <laughs> Well, what it means for his legacy, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's you can't downplay it and say it's nothing. Um, he, you know, I was listening to um, uh, some guys today, um, but it, it's funny that, you know, LeBron James has like the fifth most uh, points per game average in NBA history. Um, and that's just a, a testament to, you know, he is literally the greatest scorer. He's actually... Since, you know, since they've been keeping track of these, like, clutch stats and stuff, he's actually the number one clutch scorer in NBA history. He's, and, it's, and it's a wide margin over Kobe. Um, he has the most clutch baskets in playoff history. Um, so LeBron James passing this, this is a long – this is more of a longevity type of thing because you don't really see – you know, guys, I mean, like Pistol Pete was averaging, you know, 30-something. I mean, we could say Michael Jordan, he missed two years, and then plus his his second year he missed, so that's three years out of the game. Um, then plus like the year and a half or two years that he retired after 98, so, yeah. you know, or so. So Michael Jordan missed out pretty much on five, six years to try and break this record himself. Um, so uh, LeBron welcome, James. Real quick, welcome to the show, TJ Hopkins, the co-host. What's welcome up, TJ? What's, What's up, up TJ? Guys? And and so LeBron, and so what my thing about LeBron is that um you know, no major injuries. We only just started seeing his body breaking down with the back injuries, the little hamstring injuries here and there as a Laker. Um, this is uh an incredible accomplishment. Um, will I say that it will never be broken? Hell no, I can't say that because of the evolution of the three ball, 
Um, so there's somebody. I, 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 I will tell you. I think it. I think he's gonna put this to a point where it will never get broken. Like you basically have so? to average 25 points a game for your 20 years of your career. I just do not yeah. think that's ever gonna happen again. I, I think he's gonna put this record somewhere where it'll never get broken. But a lot well, of especially if he plays another two or three years. Yeah, so. and people said that about Kareem when he first established this record. The people thought that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was going to have this record forever, and nobody was ever going to break the record because well, of how long Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in the Bronze. Well, first beat of it. all, let's let's put let's put this in perspective, and I'm sure TJ is going to say say the same thing. Kareem did this with shooting one three pointer. Okay, Making so we got it made one three pointer. We got to give him his flowers. In terms of like holding that record, establishing that record, and holding it down, like having that record for so long, um, without shooting a three. So the evolution of the three ball, and especially with LeBron James, um, you know, him, you know, basically middle of his career, um, he's gotten better and better from the outside. That that's pretty much, you know, you know, elongated his career in a way as well. But I mean, he's just a freak of nature. LeBron James, the best player in this generation. Let's just put it like that. DJ. Um, like who can who can break this record? I'm like the closest player is is KD, and I don't see Kevin Durant playing long enough to. Mm-hmm. The, I think the closest Kevin Durant could get is maybe top ten. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, but Kevin Durant's body is going to hold up for uh, you know, extended a career like LeBron's has. But for I mean, man, LeBron, I think is just another tip in his cap. I mean, we're gonna when LeBron James finally calls it quits, whenever that happens to be, like we're gonna miss LeBron. Like the class that he plays with, the way that he conducted himself, the way that he played the game of basketball. Like I, I, I mean, LeBron James, if he really wanted to, like the fact that he's so versatile as a basketball player, if he wanted to just focus on scoring, he could have already broken this record years ago. That's how that's how good, that's how talented LeBron James is. It's like I never understood the whole, oh, he's a pass first guy. I'm like, no, he's really not. Like, how the hell are you a pass first guy? I mean, he's, he's going to be end up in the top five, top three all time in assists when he's all said and done, too. Okay, but no, I, I get that. But how the hell are you pass first and you average 27 a game? Right, like, ain't no, pa- like, John Stockton, yeah, that's pass first. That was pass first. Steve Nash was pass first. Like, look. Kevin Durant said the best. LeBron was never passed first. He was always a scorer who could pass. Like, that's what LeBron is. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot like Luca is now, right? I mean, like, bro, like you're, like this whole oh he's a pass first guy. I'm like no, bro. Like he 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 could literally act, like the fact that he's only had one scoring title is probably at the mercy of him. Like the, the, he's always a he, he's always been a scorer who could pass. Like that's it. Like this whole he got Memphis thinking like he's a pass first. Don't like no, he's never been pass first. But yeah, I mean kudos to LeBron. This is an incredible record. Um he deserves all the credit in the world for this accomplishment. Uh I've seen a lot of haters on the internet that want to just kind of try to degrade oh. kind of devalue this. I'm just like, no way. How can you like how can you how, how can you hate on this accomplishment? It is it is an extraordinary accomplishment. Look, you got oh, guys that's like saying Oh, I can't believe I can't believe you rooting for LeBron, but you wear Jordans, man. Shut up. 
<laughs> Shut up. I mean, I mean LeBron you James I mean? has been like, nothing. Like, the, the pressure on LeBron James to come into the NBA as, like, this chosen one NBA player and for him to come exceed even those expectations is staggering. Like, the fact that he became the, the highest-scoring player in the history of the league when he came in as the chosen one with all that hype, with all the, the hyperbole around him, and he's become arguably the greatest player ever. And he has some massive shoes to to follow, but like real quick, back to the hater thing. Like I know a dude, like he's a Laker fan, and he like he discredits the bubble championship. He he's one of those dudes where it's like, oh, KD is ten thousand points away from from catching him, and Steph is this is sixteen thousand. I'm like, bro, like you're asking. Steph has injured. zero zero chance whatsoever. Steph Curry has. Zero chance. Steph Curry's already 34, and he's like 39th all time in scoring. Yeah. Steph Curry has zero chance of catching this record. But if you look at the mantle that best player in the NBA went to, like, so you got, let's just start off with Kareem, right? Like, Kareem, best player in the league. Then in comes two dudes by the name of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, who I don't know. They just basically saved the NBA like in its entirety. Yeah, in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, they, like they just completely saved it. You know, like they they exchanged MVPs, they exchanged championships. So you could never really say who was the better of the two. Then all of a sudden, here comes this this six foot six dude. Like he's really the first small guy, quote unquote small, and I'm putting six six in quotations, because Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Kareem, they were all Kareem seven two, Larry Bird six ten, and Magic six nine. The answer is Michael Jordan, who's quote unquote small compared to them, because he only six six, and he has like he basically just takes over the best player in the NBA mantle. And we we see what he did with that. Like he's universally lauded as the goat. Ryan. Then here comes Allen Iverson. And all of a sudden, here comes the the quote unquote the chosen one, the next guy. And I real talk. I think the best thing that ever happened to LeBron. Real talk. I think the best thing that ever happened to him was losing to Dallas. In that first year, the first year of the Heatles, yeah, I agree with you. I think that motivated Best him. Best thing that ever happened to him. Because yeah. when they put that team together, it was so – they were so cavalier and nonchalant about what they could do. Like he's up there, not five, not six, not seven, not eight. Yep. And you got beat in your first year. Yep, by a Mavericks team that was less talented than you. Uh, they just played better that as a team. Less yeah. talented than you. I mean, this is a one hell of an accomplishment by LeBron James. We're sure we're going to talk about this on future episodes of the crossover. Uh, but, yeah, our, our our roses to LeBron James and this accomplishment. Let's move on to some NBA trade deadline stuff. we got some breaking news in the world of the National Basketball Association. 3G trade that just went down within the last hour of us recording this show. Uh, the Lakers received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Utah Jazz get Russell Westbrook and a lightly protected 2027 first-round pick. The Timberwolves get Mike Conley, Nikola Alexander-Walker, 24 25 and 26 second round pick the jazz are expected to buy out russell westbrook uh this trade was first reported by shams um what do we think of this trade for yeah this is this is a done deal what do we think what do we think of this trade for all three sides involved 
I think it's dumb for like I think cap like money wise, I think it's dumb for the Lakers because all they had to do was finish out the season and Russell Westbrook is off your books completely. I mean D'Angelo Russell's the same 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 exact situation. D'Angelo Russell is an expiring contract too. Dumb. Like obviously if you're the Lakers, you're really just doing this till this summer. Uh you like Kyrie wants to come to the Lakers, you want Kyrie on the Lakers. That's all you want. But this is mm-hmm. like it like this this is all this is really all you want. Like are you you can't wait what's today? February? You can't wait another four months, five months. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to try to waste a LeBron James season where he's playing this well. There's no guarantee he's going to stay healthy next season. I mean, this is D'Angelo Russell's a good player. He can score. Uh, Malik Bleasy is a really good shooter and some depth. Jared Vanderbilt's a big guy that you needed forever. Like this is a this is a great trade for the Lakers. I mean, I, I know you know Russell I think Westbrook this is was an excellent good. trade for the Lakers. I think I think though Russell Westbrook was excellent in that six man of the year role, um, you know six man year role. But this is a great trade for the Lakers. Like they got everything mm-hmm. they needed without having to give up both, both first round picks, and they had some protections on it. Yep. And they got I mean this is a great trade for the Lakers in my opinion. I think also it's a good trade for the Timberwolves because I think you needed a Mike Connolly to kind of steady that ship. Uh, because that's kind of been his role whenever he gets anywhere. Like he goes to Utah, they, they he kind of need, studies that. Yeah, they need they need vet they need the vet leadership up there bad. Like and Nikola uh, Alexander Walker is kind of an un an untapped potential kind of player who was good at spurts when he was in Portland. Um I don't think this is a win-win trade all around. I think if you're the Utah, you get a first-round pick out of it. Uh, you get Westbrook. I mean, you could always try to flip him before tomorrow's trade deadline, or you could just hold on to him and buy him out, which it seems like that's going to be the case. Uh, Westbrook will be a quiet, will be able to go wherever he wants to go. That's why I say financially it's stupid because you, you no matter where he goes, if you, like you still have to like front his salary. I'm like, no, all you have to do is just wait. And Stephen A. Smith said the same thing. Just wait. All you have to do is wait. I mean, the potential is not an expiring deal. This this is not does not hamper their future outlook. Like what they could do in the future. This doesn't change anything. Uh, still, all you had to do was wait. Just wait. This is this is a win now move. And me and me me and Izzy Izzy kind of talked about this when they didn't trade for Kyrie. This is a it's win a now. Win, move. It's a win now move for a team that's what thirteenth. Yeah, I mean, if they can, if they got some real good depth here, this is a good. I think this is a great trade for all three teams involved. But we already know, like the it's not it's not LeBron that you got to worry about for if you're the Lakers. One hundred percent. And we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll see how things go as it's, you know the trade deadline. I, I I personally think this is a win-win trade all three ways. All all three ways, I think, because this is this is this is where. It's a win-win for everybody, right? Lakers win now mode. Timberwolves need veteran leadership. Mike Conley's the perfect guy to go, even though I, I, you know, would love Mike Conley to actually, you know, end up somewhere where he can possibly win a championship. He ain't doing that in Minnesota. Probably um, not. I Minnesota, mean, they have been better. They have been better as of late. Carly they have been better. Carly yeah. Towns, and then, like, and you also, Carly Towns you also, hasn't played in two months. So, and you uh, also you know. reunite him with his old teammate, Rudy Gobert, too. So once you get Cat back, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley – um, uh, you know, um, godly, um, Anthony, um, Anthony Edwards, uh, Edwards uh, yeah, Anthony Edwards. I mean, that's that team could be, you know, something in the West. And, and, the, and they the got Lakers. Nikola Alexander Walker, who could be a really good bench contributor on this team, you right? Three, three second round picks, he kind of gets yeah. some of that value gave away in the Rudy Gobert trade. You and know, then for the Jazz, 
And then for the Jazz, I mean, you're, I mean, you know that you weren't. I mean, you started off the season a little hot. That was kind of like an anomaly in a way. But now you kind of know your direction, right? We got a bunch of young players. We're gonna, you know, I don't want to say they're gonna tank, but they're gonna kind of be competitive. But they know they're gonna lose. They know they may lose some games in the in the process, and they're gonna have a shot at getting maybe Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembanyama in the next in the NBA draft. So that's that's where the, pretty much the, where the Jazz is. And this I is what they, everybody I, I was think talking the jazz about. Jazz may have won think, too many games already for that, but oh well, if you know. You're the Utah, no, if you're the Utah, if you're the, if you're the Utah Jazz, you already like you want one of those young guards. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you want you want to you want a Brandon this, Miller and, and, you want and, and this gives you a, and this gives you a better opportunity to do that. Um, but yeah, this we'll talk more about this trade as we get into winners and losers on, on Saturday. If you watch that episode, let's talk about the NBA trade deadline. Just give me one team you think will definitely make a trade before the end of the deadline. Izzy, one team. Oh, that, man, is that is a lock. <laughs> that is a lock. That is a lock. There's a lot of them. Um, one team. I'm gonna go. Uh, one team. Uh, the Knicks. The Knicks trading for Josh Hart. Uh, my team that is a lock to make a trade, I'm going to go the Toronto Raptors. I think that they're a lock to make some sort of trade. TJ. Uh, we missed the start of that. Hmm? Trading for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, moving on from the team that we will be a lock, a team that should make a trade, but you're not sure if they will. Uh, I'll go first. I got the New Orleans Pelicans. I think this is a team that's kind of been on a tailspin since Zion Williamson got hurt. Even though B.I. has been back, they still haven't. They've fallen from first place to ninth. Uh, I think they do need to do something to shake up that roster a little bit. Pelicans should make a trade. Izzy. Um, teams that may trade. Um, Lordy Lord, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the the Heat. I'm gonna go with the Heat. Um, here I know they um were also linked to Josh Hart as well. I don't think they actually pulled. I think they do may trade. They may trade Kyle Lowry. I know he's been linked to possibly. I know the Clippers have had some um interest in him. So um, I'm gonna go with the Miami Heat, possibly shaking things up with their roster. TJ. Getting a little younger. He legit stole mine. Like, I hate you, Izzy, right now. Uh, <laughs> well, you can pick the Wizards. I had the Wizards as well. I'm not trades, but I think a team that should make a trade, but they won't, is probably like, yeah, the Bulls. The Bulls need to make a trade. They're not going to do it, though. I, I can see. It, and then the teams that definitely won't make a trade. TJ, I'll let you go first this time since uh, Izzy stole yours last time. This is a team that definitely <laughs> won't make a trade. <laughs> won't make a trade. Oh, I, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with a team like Memphis. I don't think, I don't think Memphis is gonna upset that Apple card. Like I think we talk about veteran leadership with the Timberwolves. I think that's what Memphis. Oh, I think that's what Memphis needs. I, right, I agree with need, you. Need Even though they have Stephen Adams on their roster, he's not enough. No, they need a, they need a, a, a legit. And he's out right now. I, I, I can't yeah. tell you how long he's been out. But, yeah, I think a team like Memphis, they need that veteran presence to be like, especially somebody in the locker room to be like, hey, Jock, calm down. Dylan Brooks, knock it off. <laughs> um, like, 
for my team, for my team that definitely won't make a trade, I think it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. I just don't think they have legitimate assets um, to make a trade. Uh, and they haven't really seen their core players all healthy at the same time for that many games this season. I think Milwaukee's going to be like, if we get our guys back, we're the best team in the NBA. We don't need to make a trade. Bucks won't make a trade. Go get my boy D Rose. Go get my boy D Rose. Just get him out. Man, for real, for real. Go get D Rose, man. I don't know where he gets. I don't know where he. I mean, he could fit in. I mean, because um, you know, Brogdon could play off the ball. D Rose could play a little off the ball as well. So I, I, I would love. Is it the team that you think won't make a trade? Team that I uh, think that won't make a trade. Um, I know that the Boston Celtics have been linked to like a big blockbuster. I know I've heard rumors. Jalen Brown, you, you, you will you will see the, one of the rumors in one of my one of my treats. Just okay, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, uh, basically Jalen Brown, straight up for Kevin Durant. I don't not think that's straight up happen. money doesn't work straight up. But it, oh, well, I, well, not, yeah, not straight up. But I'm saying, well, yeah, you're right, you're right, David. I, you're, you're the concierge over here. I, I've been wrong <laughs> half the time. Um, so yeah, I think, but I think that that rumor has cir- circulated with Jalen Brown package. I guess it really Durant depends on what the conversation happened with Kevin Durant and the front office there today. So. I do not. I don't we think that's going to happen. We already know what the what the Brooklyn Nets want to do. Like they want to build around Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Exactly. So I don't think that's <clears> going <throat> to happen. I think KD stays uh, in Brooklyn. So yeah, the Celtics in Brooklyn are not. Well, exactly. So, Brooklyn already so, made their trades. So and this wasn't on the list, but let's talk about what do you think is the most interesting team going into the trade deadline? The most interesting team. Oof. It's the Bulls. Like you have the talent to be good. You're struggling right now, and you have three pieces. Well, at least two for sure. Because I don't know if they would trade Zach Levine after giving him such a big deal. You have two pieces in Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic who could go to playoff contenders, and who could like you could get a hefty haul for both of them. Yep. Me and TJ both have trades that involve both of those guys in this uh, next coming up segment. Uh, for me, the most interesting team, I think, actually is the Raptors. Uh, I think they're kind of in limbo there. They have some players that I think teams want. OG Ananobi, Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam. I think they're yeah. the most interesting team going into the deadline. Izzy. Ooh, um, yeah. Um, man, golly. You, I mean – you probably you probably yeah, took took it away from me because I'm I'm over here putting together something where it's like OG Ananobi to the Pelicans, you know, for all those young guys because that's what the Raptors want, right? They want young yeah. guys and they want assets, and it, it's interesting. They Here's still the got thing. Frank Here's Van Vliet, who's, who's a guy, thing. you know what I'm saying? Here's the thing: so it's like, just like the Pelicans, the Pelicans got those two young dudes. I, I swear to God, they got untouchable. I legit think they. I think if there was, I think if the some of the, I think Herb Jones could be had. Or, or Trey Murphy, I think Trey Murphy could be had. I think yeah, Herb Trey Jones Murphy. is basically on. The money just doesn't work. I mean, OGN and Obi's getting what? Well, we'll see. Uh, let's let's do. Let's get into our projections. Let's get my trade number one is uh, involving the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, John Collins joins the Brooklyn Nets, and out goes Joe Harris, Ed, Edmund Summer, just to make the money work, and Dayron Sharp also to make the money work. Uh, they also give up a 29 pick, that one they just got from the Dallas Mavericks, and they give up one of the. 
2027 picks from the Philadelphia 76ers. The Hawks do this because they get Theron Sharp, who's a young player who can, you know, something they can build around. Uh, they also get two rough first-round picks out of it, and they get out of the weirdness that has been the John Collins scenario. Um, the Nets do this because John yeah. Collins is an immediate ceiling raiser. Uh, you can play him next to Claxton. You can play him as the five. He gives you a lot of versatility on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and he's not the he's not he's an okay defender. What do you guys think? <clears throat> the net, and that's one thing like the Nets desperately need. All right, uh, I and I I know I said the other day like they have a backup center in Dayron Sharp behind Nick Claxton, but John Collins gives them another what eight to ten rebounds a game, which is which is what they desperately need. I mean, he's a he's a he's a double double guy. I mean, he should yeah, be giving a, you. He's a, he can give you eighteen to ten. 17 or 10, whatever, 15 or 10, but like he, he, he can give you that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, the only the thing I would question say, is who says no? No, if anyone, I think Atlanta will say no. Yeah, I know, I, I know the, I know the situation with John Collins has been quirky to say, to say the least, but I don't think that Atlanta's coming off of John Collins. With Joe Harris, they were on Sharp. Who else? Edmund Summer. Yeah, and that's and, basically just make the money work because the the Nets don't have a lot of tradable assets. Like they have these picks, and that's basically it. I don't. I don't. I think Atlanta says no. Izzy, what do you think? Oh man, yeah, I'm agreeing with TJ here. Atlanta says no. I I also think yeah, Atlanta would say no, but it's interesting to think about. TJ, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a trade. TJ's yeah. first trade session is a barn burner. Let me tell you, brother. Uh, between the Indiana Pacers and the Oklahoma City Thunder, that's a hell uh, of a... the Pacers the Pacers receive Kendrick Williams, uh, Luke Dort, <laughs> Ozan Diang, a second round, a first, a first, three first round picks for Buddy Heald. I'm, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you, dude. This is zero chance the Pacers give up. The Thunder would give up three first round picks for Buddy Hill. I just don't. I'm a like the reason I put it together. Like if I'm a Thunder team, like I, I try to make a push for this thing, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm a, like I'm a scrappy, I'm a scrappy team. If I can get into the play in, if I can get, into, if I can get into the play in. Where it's literally like what? How many games does play in one game? I mean, you just got to win, depending on where you are. I mean, either one or two games. And even you got a ceiling raiser player like SGA. I think this also is a move that you like, hey, SGA, we have a commitment to winning here in Oklahoma City. Don't request a trade. We have, I just don't know if Buddy Heald is – am I freezing up? No. Okay. Uh, I just don't know if Buddy Heald is worth even the players that you gave up to make this trade work. I mean, Deang is somebody they just drafted – I, I think the Thunder say no when it comes to this particular trade. The Thunder say no? What, is, yeah. it, is it too much compensation? Uh, it's, it, I, I just it, think it, it's it, way too much compensation. I, I, I think Buddy Heels, if you could, I think you could get Buddy Heels for this package at a first. I, I don't think you need to give up three first round picks. The thing is, like, I think the, of those first round picks, I don't think they're anyone's, I don't think they're the Thunder's outright. No, they're not. They're Utah's pick, which could be very valuable depending on what happens with their season, uh, the season next season. Uh, it's the Clippers pick for this year, which probably won't be all that much. And then their own 2026 first round pick. Who knows what the Thunder's going to be like in 2026? <laughs> Izzy, what do you think? 
I <laughs> I think that that's a lot that the Thunder are giving up for one shooter. Um, Lou Dortz is equally. I mean, he's not as good. He's not nowhere near as good as Buddy Yield as a shooter, but he's capable. Cameron Williams, good defender, three and D guy. Ushman Jang, he's a young guy still. We don't know what he is. And then all those picks, I just think that the Thunder are getting fleeced here. Because <laughs> like my thing is like if they want to trade for a one of the, a big name good, like that's not like we don't have the, right. like they don't have the draft comp, the, the draft capital to make any kind of move. And if I'm the and if I'm a team that call, like if I'm a team that receives a phone call from the OKC Thunder. Knowing that I have a pe- knowing that I have somebody that you want, yeah, I'm gonna ask for three first round picks. Because That's I just know if I you can. know that they have a treasure chest like this, I just think that this is too rich for. I, I think the Thunder will quickly hang up the phone. To be honest with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving over to my second trade suggestion, yeah, Kevin Durant going to the Boston Celtics for Jalen Brown and two first-round picks at 24 and 26. And then they also send Dionilo Gallinari to the Brooklyn Nets uh, as part just to make the money work, salary cap compensation. Celtics get Kevin Durant. The Nets get Jalen Brown and two first-round picks. What do you guys think? Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> for I like that for both teams because Jalen Brown's younger – now he gets to become the man there in Brooklyn. Danilo Gallinari, I'm not. I think he may get bowed out. I'm not sure he's he'll salary be. cap filler. He's just he's not even. He's, he probably won't play. Yeah, he's yeah season. he's not even going to play. He, play this he got you got Cam Thomas there. Ben Simmons has zero trade value, so he they, you can't move away from Ben Simmons. So you're stuck with him, um, and then you're getting two first rounders, two future first rounders, and then the Celtics, you arguably you get. Arguably, two you get two top five players. You have two top five players on your team, and you're the number one seed in the in the East right now. Um, That's a slam dunk for, I would say that's a win win for both teams right there. But definitely a slam dunk for the Celtics. I mean, Kevin Durant also playing with Jason Tatum. You're a little bit afraid of upsetting what's working right now by making a trade like this. But Kevin Durant is an immediate ceiling raiser. But um, oh, I think we can, I we think can talk about them winning Boston, championship. I think if I'm Boston, um, I don't want to make any because you did literally just go to the finals this past season with that roster with those two dudes. I think they see what they do this season. Like I think if I think if they come up short again this season, then you have to have that conversation. Because it's like y'all have been together for how long now? Y'all been together uh, for how I mean, long? It's been five five years. I think James Hayden's in his fifth year. That's when you start to have that conversation. That's when what's his name? Because um, the name uh, Brad Stevens. Because the name Danny Ainge no more. That's when Brad Stevens kind of have to have like, and people are gonna ask that question. It's like, hey. Jeez, they've been together for a minute now. Like, like, what? How much longer are we gonna have to wait for them to get over that hump and bring a championship back to Boston? But if I'm Brooklyn, I say no to this because Kevin Durant is my team. Like, I, I'm the plan is to build around him. How the hell can I build around Kevin Durant if there's no Kevin Durant 
And if I'm Jalen Brown again, bro, why is it always me? Like when uh, they were talking because because he's the most tradable contract they have on the team. Uh, right. Moving over from my, to TJ's trade suggestion number two, another barn burn of a trade. Uh, it's Bradley Beal going to the Thunder for. Everything they have, basically. Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, Diang, <laughs> uh, Poku, Luke Dort, David Nuava, uh, four first-round picks in a second. Man, it, it, I know Bradley Beal is a good player, but this is this – is, this is, I, I think they're going to get fleeced in this trade, too. And I, yeah, I realize that, yeah, like, anytime you negotiate with the Thunder because you know of the draft assets that they have, this is kind of what you're going to have to give up. This feels, like, way too rich for me, though. Funny, this is funny because I'm like, yeah, this isn't there's no way in hell they're gonna give up a dude like Josh Giddy. Like, this is this is not happening. <laughs> no, but, once I saw Josh Giddy in the trade, I'm like, zero chance. Yeah, like, zero no. chance. Uh, <laughs> so like, what? So, okay, so what happened was like, I had something completely different with this team, and it worked where I didn't give up Josh Giddy, but I think I ended up like refreshing the page, and it like completely wiped out the whole trade. I'm like, ah. Oh, how did I? So I tried. I was basically trying to remember. How, I was trying to remember exactly how I had it, and I couldn't. So I threw Josh and I ended up throwing Josh Giddy in there, and it worked again. And I'm like, but this is like super unlikely that they do this. So I was just like, on the on the Washington front, I was like, hey, if they do trade Bradley Bill, like, let's not act like they won't get some serious haul for it. And it was like super complicated trying to add a third team to it, third and fourth team to it, because, it, like, the other two teams just don't have like, – it's not, a lot of teams don't have the financial cap space or the draft capital to make it all work. Like, it was, this was, like, super difficult to find. Yeah. Trade yeah, this is – yeah, I don't – I you know, I like the idea. I just don't think the Thunder are going to – I just don't think they get rid of Poku and Josh Giddy and – uh, Lou Dortz, I like that. And two guys that just drafted, two guys that just drafted in this most recent draft for Bradley Beal. Like, there, I, I just, I just can't imagine this trade actually happening. I, I, I just don't. I don't think Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal put like the Wizards put themselves in a the pickle when they re-signed him. I know they, 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 you know, they should have tried. And, and, and he's got a no, and he's got a no trade clause. So if he doesn't want to go to Oklahoma City, he doesn't have to. Right, right. And I mean, it's not like OKC is like, I know SGA is the, uh, you know, the guy there, but it's not like OKC is a prime destination for guys to want to well, go I mean, that, there. That, like I mean, that's why you trade for a guy who's got five years left on the contract. You, I mean, you don't really have, you have complete control over him. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think the Thunder, I think they're intrigued by the op- opportunity to get Bradley Beal, but they, they say no. Too much. <laughs> I, so I I I didn't give you guys my trade suggestions. I got three on the table. I mean, I got three that I worked on um, today. I didn't get them to you, but uh, you know, one of them is Celtics getting Jacopoto, um, and the Spurs get Peyton Pritchard, Danilo Gallinari in the twenty twenty six uh, first round pick, top ten protected. I think that could go down. I like that. Um, I like that actually. I think like that on both sides. I mean, Spurs, you get draft capital, and you probably trade away your best player. They're yeah, not, they're not yeah to exactly. And, and you're basically tanking for Victor Wimbanyama at this point. Well, if you're the and and the Celtics have come out and said that they need backup, they basically need backup. Well, because I don't know if you can necessarily rely on Robert Williams to stay healthy at this point. So I, I think yeah, and the, yeah, and they I need a center. And then my second one, guys, because I know you guys did too. My second no, I got, one I got was five. 
So you got five. I only got three. Yeah, so you guys, you guys got five. Teachers, teachers got five. You guys are killing me. I may come up with another couple that's bizarre with James Wiseman. I got a second one here. I got um Nuggets getting Malachi Flynn in the 2025 second round pick. The Raptors getting Bone Tyler from uh, Zero chance that happens. Yes, that happens. <laughs> Bone Tyler, dude, might be untouchable. We're, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to him in a, in a minute here. Um, well, well, well. If, not, if, if Fred Van Fleet's gone, it works though. If, if they trade Fred Van Fleet, and they if trade, they do, you know, if they do, I, I just I, I don't do, I don't know I don't know if I make that trade. If I'm if I'm if I'm Denver, I'm not trading Bone Tyler away. Uh, let's talk about my third trade suggestion. Which actually involves the Denver Nuggets and the Toronto Raptors. Pascal Siakam goes to the Denver Nuggets in exchange for Michael Porter Jr., Christian Braun, and two first-round picks in 24 and 26. Pascal Siakam gives you a more reliable, stay healthy player uh, than Michael Porter Jr., even though the ceiling, I think, is higher for Michael Porter Jr., but I don't know if you can necessarily rely on him staying healthy. For the Raptors, you get a guy who's under contract for five seasons, four seasons after this, and you get two first-round picks. For Pascal Siakam, that seems like pretty good value. Uh, Christian Braun's only in this trade to make the money work. Thoughts? And if you're Denver, you're the number one seed <laughs> in the Western Conference. How much? How often do you have this opportunity? I think you got to go for it. Is he? I say no. Um, you know what? Whew. man, Pascal Siakam's tough. Oh my gosh! But I have play, a dude. Play two through I have four. A dude, I have a dude in Michael Porter Jr. who does everything that he does. Right, at, right, at right. 6'10". Right. Um, and, and, Josh, and I think Michael Porter Jr. is a better three-point shooter, in my opinion. Has a better three-point stroke. Josh Hart just got traded to the Knicks. That just happened. Uh, oh, my um, gosh. I was literally just making – it was probably Josh Hart, Cam Reddish, and a few first-round picks, right? Cam Reddish got traded to the Knicks, probably? Cam Reddish is on the Knicks already. <laughs> I'm like, Cam Reddish got traded to the Blazers, I mean. I, I don't know. I just the notification. I was just making that trade right now. I was just saying Cam Reddish for Josh Hart, some some picks down the road or whatever the case is. I know it, it didn't make the money. The money didn't work right away, but they'd have to trade some other guys. But I think Josh Hart definitely. Maybe they maybe they trade away Quentin Grimes. I don't know. He's pretty important to their team as a three and D guy. Table. Yeah. Kendrick Price got on this, this this suit jacket that looks like a picnic table. Like, I mean, uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I think I guess if you go for you go for this, I, I I think the I think both teams would would do this trade. I don't know. If you're Denver, it, it, it makes sense because you get a quote unquote battle tested Pascal Siakam to pair along with Jamal Murray and of course Nicole the big man. Yeah, Nicole Jokic. Right. So, like, it's – man, this – I don't know. Like, I, I feel like – I feel like to run – I feel like Denver will want some kind of draft compensation back in exchange for Michael Porter Jr. Because, that, like, that's not just a that's – a, that's a top – what was he, top 13? He was, a, he was the 15th overall pick in that year's draft. All right, well, I guess we'll see. Uh, moving on to your third trade suggestion. Uh, it involves the Miami Heat and the Washington Wizards. Uh, in this deal, the 
the Heat get Bradley Beal and Monte Morris. The Wizards get Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin, and Duncan Robinson, and a uh, more favorable protected second round pick. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually really like this trade a lot. I don't know who plays point. I guess Monte Morris would play the starting point guard for the Miami Heat if they make this trade. Um, but I think the interesting Bradley Beal and Jimmy Butler next to each other. I like that combination a lot, actually. Probably be uh, some some like uh, it would be Tyler Hero at the at the one, Beal at the two, Jimmy to the three, whoever at the four, and um, Bam, Bam at the five. Basically, that's. I, I I just personally, I'm not sure this is enough. I, I like the trades you had earlier for Bradley Beal felt like too much compensation. This almost feels like not enough. Like I, I think there'd have to be some first round picks going to the Wizards from the Heat if this trade was going to go down. So this is what you call a a a, a, a conversation starter, right? Like so, like and it's no secret. It's like Kyle Larry is in this trade simply to make. The money work right like Kyle Larry's in this trade because he makes like he fronts uh, a good portion of the money that that you need to make any kind of trade involving Bradley Bill all right um and the rest of it is just you know and and, and Duncan Robinson he getting paid too so like <laughs> Izzy said Izzy said the best like Washington they put themselves in, in in a tough spot all right like you paid this dude all this money and you're not winning you're not even good (laughs) the Wizards are not even remotely good so um yeah I I I like the idea of this trade I think Bradley Beal in the heat is something I would find extremely interesting it just doesn't feel like enough compensation for him in a trade man um yeah I actually like this trade though TJ I ain't gonna lie I like this trade I think Kyle Lowry I mean Kyle Lowry's pretty much on his you know, last place. I think he they'd make some type of trade to the Clippers to get, you know get him there. You know, get some stability. I know the Reggie Jackson's. You know, Clippers. You know, I'd rather have I'd Kyle rather have Lowry. Kyle Lowry over Reggie Jackson. I don't know, but that's right, just me. Right. No. Right yeah. now, absolutely. If I'm the Clippers, the last thing I want is another yeah. player. Is another sometimes player. Like sometimes he plays, sometimes he don't. Yeah. That's yeah, the but last I, I love thing this I trade though. This is a realistic trade. I mean, I, I love this trade. But you're right though. I mean, like I said, man. I think the Wizards that put themselves in in a, a situ what I like to call a situationship with <laughs> Bradley Beal. They, they never yeah. should have resigned him. They should have traded him long before this <laughs> resigning ever happened. Uh, Izzy, let me hear your third trade. Oh, and my, then we'll... oh, my third trade. Um, so the Pelicans get OG Ananobi, Raptors shift out Devonte Green, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy in the twenty twenty five first round pick via Milwaukee. Yeah, I actually think I think that's actually a pretty realistic trade. Uh, what's the compensation again? So I heard it's all here. I know Devontae it's, Graham. It's yeah, Devontae Graham, work. Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, and a 2025 first round pick via Milwaukee. I, I got two that, first round picks. They got the one from Milwaukee. Yeah, I like that trade a lot. I think for the Raptors, I think you run to the run to the table and you make this trade. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think if I'm the Pelicans. I would probably only want to trade one of Herb Jones or Trey Murphy. Uh, but if this is the price for OG and OB, then this is the price. Yeah, I don't think the money worked. The money didn't work if you didn't like you I had to get rid of both of those guys for the money to work. Um I would I would love I would love to rather keep Trey Murphy if I'm the Pelicans rather than Herb Jones. Um just because Trey's I think Trey has a little bit more upside. 
Um, but both are young guys, but I mean, all three guys can contribute to the Raptors, especially if they're getting, especially Devontae Graham. We've seen him as a starter in this league when he was in Charlotte. He averaged almost 20 points a game. I think you get rid of, if you, if you, if you get rid of Fred Van Fleet, he could come in there and kind of steady the ship as a veteran point guard. And you got two young guys on the wings, three and D guys, and you get a first round pick in the future in a couple of years. So. Yeah, this trade works. I just tried it in the trade machine. It for sure works. Uh, yeah, I think both these sides actually – I think both these teams actually be pretty inclined to make this trade. If I was the Pelicans, I think I'd rather trade Dyson Daniels than one of Herb Jones or Trey Murphy, but I like where the mindset is on this particular trade. Man, Dyson Daniels. The only reason I say Trey Murphy and Herb Jones – I mean, because the Raptors that asked for those guys because Pascal Siakam's on the block – um, you know, obviously they're sending out OG Ananobi. They're going to re- have to replace those two wing guys. Then they get a point guard because they may be trading Fred Van Fleet. And yeah. So, and, and I mean, I, in my own early, earlier trade, I had the Raptors trading, um, you know, getting Bones Highland as a backup, which you said is untouchable. So <laughs> I just wouldn't be, I, w- I just don't think the Nuggets are going to trade him away. Um, to my fourth trade suggestion, and then we're going to get into a whole bunch of trade bulls trades uh, between me and TJ. This one right here, we get the Cavaliers a legitimate wing. Okay. Uh, Yo, I tried to move Gordon Hayward so many times. It just, Gordon, I, Gordon Hayward's going to the Cavaliers in exchange for Seti Osman, Karis LeVert, Isaac, Isaac Okoro, uh, and a 2023 second-round pick. Uh, Seti Osman still has some nice upside. He's a good basketball player. Karis LeVert uh, is an expiring deal. Uh, he hasn't been all that great uh, since he got the Cavaliers. Isaac Okoro is upside. Um, but you get Gordon Hayward. Gives you a legitimate three. You can put him in your starting lineup. This would make their lineup fully complete because they need to get a legitimate wing. Gordon Hayward going to the Cavs. Who says no? What do you guys think? I le- first of all, I legit tried a three-team trade between the Lakers, the Hawks, and the Hornets. Nothing I tried worked. Like and like legit nothing I tried worked. So I hate you for trying for figuring this out because I couldn't. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I I think I think the Hornets say no on the fact of not enough draft capital. I could be wrong. I mean, I, I think if you're the Hornets, I think you want to get out of that Gordon Hayward contract. I think this would be worth. You want, it. Yeah, you, you want out of that contract, but like, and, I mean, you get so Isaac than... Goro still has some upside. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but the Cavaliers don't have a first, don't have many first round picks because they traded them all for Donovan Mitchell. Um, so if you're looking, and they like Gordon Hayward makes a lot of sense in in the Cavs, like he makes so much sense on the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers run the, they're, they're like, yeah, let's let's do this, but yeah, I think the Hornets may have some reservations on uh, draft capital. Irvin, is it, Dallas Maverick debut begins. Is he? Uh, what do you What do you think about this trade? Um. Well, <laughs> I don't think the Cavs make this trade at all. They're not going to get rid of a young, talented guy like Karis Levert off the wing, and they're not going to get rid to, of the. They're going to have to repay him. They have to resign him this offseason. Yeah, and then they're not. And then they're, they're not going to. They're not going to. I mean, but. If you think about it, I mean, he's important to what they do off the bench. Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, this would make – I I, I think – He's having some points a game, but whatever. Isaac Okoro, <laughs> 3 and D guy, very young. Um, What is Gordon Hayward – I mean, defensively, I mean, that team, that's his identity, man. I, Gordon Hayward is a liability defensively in my opinion. He's smart. He was a good defender in Utah. I know he's had some injuries since then, but he still is a good player. Uh, we'll see what he's, I, no, he's he's smart as hell, but he's lost his athletic ability 
to play defense consistently in the NBA. Um, so that that's my problem with this trade. And he's old, in my opinion. <laughs> the final four trade suggestions are all involving the Chicago Bulls. So let's rip through these kind of fast. Uh, TJ's first trade trade suggestion is very similar to mine. Uh, Bulls get James Wise, Jonathan Kaminga, and Moses Moody. Uh, they also give up a second round pick. The Bull, the Warriors get Nikola Vucevic and a, and a 2020 second second round pick. Uh, TJ, your your trade, one of your trades is exactly the same as mine almost, except for I have James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, and Patrick Baldwin Jr. going to the Bulls, and the Warriors just get Nikola Vucevic. No draft capital happening, switching hands whatsoever. Um, Um, I actually kind of like your trade better if I'm the Chicago Bulls, but I don't think the Warriors are going to trade both Kaminga and Moody. That's a hell no. That's a hell no. Me and TJ have been talking about this for a couple weeks now. Is it is it the hell no? Like they, I mean, they're, they're, I, they're, I think they're, I don't I think, think they trade Jonathan Kaminga at all. I, I think they're going to be in desperation mode because of the Steph Curry entry. I think they have to do something, and I think if you're the Bulls and you're like, hey, I know you're in a tight spot here. If you want a guy, who, a, a 19 and 10 player who can give you shoot the ball a little bit, we're going to need both those guys. And mm. and. And let's be honest; those young dudes haven't progressed to like they, they're not progressing at the speed that the Warriors need them to be like need them to be at. Like your your champ, if you're the Warriors, your championship window is now. Yep. You have you got one dude who's constantly in the G League, and he was your second overall pick, and you got the two younger dudes like they can't uh, Moses Moody for sure. It's not he barely cracks the rotation. Yeah, like, Kaminga's cracking it a little bit more to him, but and, and Kaminga is a little definitely not cracking that thing. <laughs> so I actually I like both of these PB&J, trades, baby. PB and J, I love me some PB and J sandwiches. I, I like both of these trades actually a lot. But I think the bull, I think this is actually a trade that could happen realistically tomorrow. Um, moving over to our final two trades, they both involve the exact same player, Zach Levine. Uh, TJ's suggestion for Zach Levine, it has him going to the Pacers in exchange for Buddy Heald, Jalen Smith, Chris Duarte. And two first-round picks, one of them be a Boston Pacers get Zach Levine straight up. My trade actually involves New Orleans Pelicans, and the Bulls get Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, Kira Lewis, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, and two first-round picks, one of them from Milwaukee do as part of the Drew Holiday trade. And Zach Levine goes to the Pelicans and puts – Okay, first of all, there. AK said Zach Levine is not getting traded. So people, they, I'm just going to burst y'all bubble there. People say okay. stuff like that all the time. And TJ doesn't even really want Zach Levine to get traded. He's just trying to put something together that could be fun. I, want, I, I would love Zach Levine to get traded, but I, AK said he wasn't getting traded. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Doesn't mean anything. Like, at like, this they, point. like, Izzy, like Izzy, if you look at it, if you, so like, if you look at my deal, the Bulls only get better by one win. The Bulls get. <laughs> the Pacers like, get worse. The Pacers get worse if I trade, if I get Zach Levine. <laughs> My thing, my thing. Which first off, that's, first off, that's disrespectful. Like, I'm, it's I'm so like, disrespectful. Like, we're not gonna sit here and disrespect Zach Levine like that. Like, he's come on now. Like, uh, but I, but the Pacers. This is an extremely interesting. Tyrus Halliburton, Zach Levine paired together for the next five years, plus Miles Turner as your big three. That's pretty formidable in the Eastern Conference. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. I just. I don't know if the Bulls want to and you that, add what, how many times you, four times and a you year? Add, yeah. and you Six add Benedict year, and you get and you still and you add Benedict Matherin to that to that 
Yeah, like, hey. I, I I like that. I also, I'm not crazy about the Bulls compensation here. I mean, Jalen Smith has been not good since he got into the NBA. Chris Duarte had a really promising rookie season. has kind of faded here in the second season, and that Boston pick is basically useless. Uh, the 2025 first could be valuable. Um, I, I actually like your trade better than mine. I think mine has too many moving pieces. I just don't think the, the Pelicans are going to move this much players and draft capital for Zach Levine, even though that would be scary good. CJ McCollum, B.I., Jonas um, Valanciunas, and and uh, Zion Williamson is their starting five. I'm not sure there's a better starting five in the NBA if that happens. What would it be, McCollum, Zach, B.I., Zion? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Tough. And you would still have I mean, Herb Jones coming off your bench. Let's, let's, let's think about this, though. Like, the Bulls – the Bulls lacking like a point guard. I mean, uh, in my opinion, like a true point guard. I mean, if they had Lonzo, it'd be a different story than what we're talking about with the Bulls, oh, yeah. right? Um, so I think I think with the Bulls, man. I mean, you're getting Devontae Graham. Oh, go back to the other trade, David. You're getting Devontae Graham, nice, like like true point guard. Well, he could play both combo guard, but you get a guy that can shoot it from outside, could get hot. You get a, a rim protector. You get a young guy in Kyra Lewis. We don't know what he's going to be yet, but he was really good. Uh, he was he was good as a freshman in college. It was Alabama. Um, yes, Trey Murphy. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, Kyra Lewis. Was, I think he was Alabama. And then uh, Trey Trey Murphy, nice young player. Dyson Daniels, definitely a nice young player. We don't know what he's going to be. I think that's a great win for the Bulls. You get young guys. You get a, a point guard that can steady the ship. Um, I don't know how that you know makes them win. Right now, but oh, for sure, know, no. This is a, this is a move whatever. for in the future. Like this is yeah. a future move. Both of them are in the future moves. Um, <laughs> I, I love getting the Crystal Duarte. I actually like both these packages. I think you know if these packages were available. I think the Bulls should pull the trigger. Man, um, you know Indiana. The only thing, the only reason, the only reason I won't see the Bulls do that is just because they wouldn't trade Zach Levine inside the division. That's that's the only reason why I see. But I love it. I mean, Chris Duarte, three and D guy, Buddy Hield, one of the best three point shooters. And Buddy Hield has value. You could legitimately trade him in the offseason and get something. And what do we see? And then they get, and then they get the 2023 first round pick with Boston, which is going to be a late round pick. Then they get a 2025 first round pick. And my thing is, is like with with um with um the Bulls is that we saw it the other night against Memphis. I mean, they just they lack those three point shooters. Like whenever like Demar Derozan breaks down the defense or Nikola Vukovic gets doubled and he kicks it out. I mean, those guys like Kobe White. Um, Io, you know, uh, Caruso, they're not hitting the three pointers consistently. And you had two guys that can hit those consistently. Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. That's been our NBA trade deadline special. Uh, we also broke down LeBron James making history and a trade that happened just before, uh, before the for the show here uh, with D'Angelo Russell ending up in the, as a Los Angeles Laker. Uh, we're going to be our, doing our big NBA trade deadline recap. Uh, on Saturday with winners and losers. Uh, keep, an, uh, keep an eye out for that content. Tomorrow, though, uh, we're going to be talking about the NFC West. Uh, we got three teams that are offseason talking about all three of those teams in one show um, just to get rid of, get them all out of the way. Um, but, yeah, this has been our NBA Trade Deadline Special. Let me know what you thought about our trade suggestions. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you do happen to miss us live, I shared the link so you can watch us on a myriad of streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Um, do uh, real quick before we get out of here, what trade? What player do you think will get traded before before tomorrow? One guy. Man, big big name or 
It just yeah. doesn't matter. Any anyone, anyone. Um, you know what? I I honestly I think OG Ananobi is going to be out of there. Out of all three of the guys, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, I think OG's gone. I think you could get you know some young guys. The, that, I think one of the Raptor three. I'm with his. I think one. Of, I don't know which three. I think one of them right. ends up getting moves. I just I just can't pick one. Uh, I'm gonna go Bogdanovich uh, for the Detroit Pistons. I think he's a lock to get traded. Uh, but yeah, I. By the way, yeah, the NBA trade deadline is like my one of my favorite days of the year. So I'm really excited. Oh. I wish I didn't have to work tomorrow. Actually, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I noticed on this show we did not mention Eric Gordon, and I feel so bad for him because I tried my hardest to find a package I, to I trade tried out to, that too. 19 million dollars, and I, I just could to, not right? find but, anything. That would entice the Rockets to get rid of the, they like any team to take on that nineteen million dollars and get rid of their young assets and players for Eric Gordon. I mean, he's just not worth it. stuck there, man. Eric, if there was ever a team that needed Eric Gordon, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> but they, I, but they ain't I, giving up, I, young guys. I, I was also trying to make a trade with Eric Gordon, but I, I literally couldn't. I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't I tried, make I, a trade with everything. Eric Gordon. I'm so sorry, Eric Gordon, but yeah, I think I'm you're sorry, stuck there in Houston, man. I also I tried to make so a trade with Jay Crowder work too, but I couldn't with that. I, I, he's a lot to get traded too. I don't know where, but he's not going to be playing in the Phoenix. He won't be. Oh, he yeah, won't yeah, be yeah, on, by, by this time tomorrow. Jay Crowder will be somewhere else. I, I just think. I just think Eric Gordon is 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 stuck in purgatory there, purgatory there in Houston, yeah. and it sucks. It sucks. I I can just see it all over his face. He signed that night. Got that 19 million dollars. That's just. It's hard to move, and, and he's not worth like a whole bunch of young assets. It's like, what do you do? What are, what are they gonna yeah. do? But uh, and the Clippers, back. no, go ahead. I'm, and I'm just saying, like, it's it's like they already got potential suitors for for Russell Westbrook in, in the event that a buyout happens, like he can come back to LA via the Clippers. Um, hell, the Bulls even said they might kick the tires on Russ. I'm like, I don't know how that works, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we'll we'll be here on Saturday to break down everything that goes down on the NBA trade deadline. So keep an eye out for that content. And gentlemen, uh, what do we do here at the Prime, my friends? Bring the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, bring the heat, son. Yeah, we got we bring the heat, and I'm gonna eat some dinner because I have not eaten yet today. Um, so let's get it. Let's get let's do the show tomorrow. Uh, break it down the NFC West and their off season. So uh, peace out, guys. Y'all have a good night, and suckies. hopefully you guys all enjoy the NBA trade deadline because it really is a magical time of year.